So there's a client, they wanted a new logo for their brand. We had the idea of running through 50 to 100 mid-journey prompts, trying to get this logo down. So we basically did like 25 different styles of a logo. And then we actually sent this off to the client before we ever started on any like manual labor on this logo, just to see what they were down for. And it ended up like really simplifying the process. Like before that, you know, you'd be back and forth with revisions, so many hours wasted, just trying to get an idea of what the client actually wanted, what they're actually looking for. Did that, they came back with the right design, and then we basically just recreated that, obviously putting a little bit of finesse and designer expertise on that. But we ended up with a really great logo that the client loved. Are you a Shopify brand owner looking to win, keep, and grow your customers? Everyone knows apps are fast becoming the best way to increase retention and boost sales. A sleek and engaging app normally means two things, time and money. But AppTile have changed the game. Their seamless no-code editor enables beautiful, personalized journeys for every customer. And with their free plan, nothing is stopping you from getting started. You'll pay as you grow, not as you go. So whether you're just starting out or a Shopify superstar, head over to apptile.com today and start designing your dream app. It's all killer, no filler. And I'm Eric. I'm here with Cam. This is the D2C podcast, and we have another first timer on the podcast, Mr. Austin, um, from the creative team over at Pilot House. Uh, we got word that you were one of the leaders on the Pilot House team when it comes to using some of the AI tools that are available uh, for the design and creative process. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity to have a, sort of a high level chat about how we're using uh, AI tools at the agency, maybe even a little bit on the podcast we can talk about. But Cam, why don't you, you kind of put this one together? Why don't you kick it off with some of your thoughts? Well, I feel like Austin deserves a good intro here. Austin, been working with this guy for a while now. I feel like he is not only like AI obsessed, he's a, a heavy user himself, both at Pilot House and his own personal content creation. So I thought he'd be a good guy to bring on the pod, talk about how not only we're using it or not using it at Pilot House, but also just talk about some of its limitations currently. But what I feel like people don't often talk about is how they use AI tools kind of in tandem with one another, because I, I don't think there's any one perfect AI tool yet, but obviously they're moving in that direction. So I think he's got some cool perspectives that I want to run through. Very cool. Austin, how are you, uh, how are you utilizing AI in your, in your day-to-day? Yeah, so I mean... The thing is, like, I'm not doing anything crazy that like you haven't heard about or before or anything like that. I think, you know, I've just spent a lot of time looking into, you know, the basic tools that are out there. So things like, you know, ChatGPT, which everybody is using nowadays, um, Midjourney, and a few little like outliers like, you know, Vectorizer AI, which is, you know, you can turn like PNG or images into vector logos really fast. Um, so things like that. And I think, you know, where the value is for me is not necessarily like trying to utilize every single tool that's coming out because I mean each week you could do a Google search and there would be like 50 new tools to use and it gets very overwhelming especially when you have like a ton of other things going on in your life so figured I'd just kind of like narrow down you know what I'm focused on and yeah so those are like the two main things that I'm using um, kind of every day. I think the most interesting area, like everyone knows you can make fantastical images on Midjourney. Um, and, but that, that a lot of them end up having the same look. They're always cyberpunk for some reason. Uh, and, and you can, you can really tell. And I, I think the real magic for what we're talking about today probably happens when you're, when you're integrating 
product shots into you know new areas. You're, you're kind of you're utilizing a lot of the stand the standard and classic like e-commerce images that you use, mm-hmm. and then pumping them up and extending them and doing really cool things with uh, with AI rather than just being like make me a cyberpunk dystopia with a great toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think you know anybody can go in and, and type in like that exact prompt and, and they'll get something, and, and that's where it starts to look like a lot of other people's stuff. I think. What's important, like say if you're if you're looking into mid journey, it is kind of like three key areas in order to get those really good, really good prompts and designs. Um, so looking at like context, so making sure that you know the AI or ChatGPT or whatever you're using like knows what you're talking about, what you're trying to accomplish, and really just like what your goal is. Um, the second part of that being instructions, so you need to you know tell it exactly what you want it to do, give it the steps just like you would you know any employee or or anybody in your life. Um, that you need to do something and then give it examples. So you want to give it like reference points, um, you know, so it has kind of a, I mean, frame of reference for what you're actually trying to accomplish. If there's anything that you've seen that you're trying to replicate, things like that. So, you know, for example, like if I'm going into a mid-journey prompt, I'm going to first teach it exactly what mid-journey is, all of the different um, like elements that could go into a prompt that I would want to use. And then the second step, you know, would be to, actually start to tell it, you know, you're a designer at a top agency in North America. Here's this problem that we have, or here's like this goal we're trying to accomplish. Now it's your task to go ahead and execute this based on, you know, blank, blank and blank kind of thing. So go back to the first task for a second there. I was just unclear that you're first of all saying like, yo, you're an AI. You actually have to tell mid journey that it's an AI before I didn't, I've never, I've never level set with, <laughs> with it before like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I felt you just want to tell it like what it is, what its job is, what it's supposed to do, like what its role is. Otherwise, like, you know, it's just so broad. You just kind of want to start to narrow things down a little bit. So giving it like, I found that giving it a job or like, you know, a reason to like do this certain thing that I wanted to do has been really helpful. So if I take, for example, you know, a prompt that I did without any context, without any additional information, without teaching it about the program that I'm going to be using after the chat GPT side of things, um, you know, the, the prompts and the quality of the prompts and the quality of the mid journey, you know, creatives that I actually get back are just, you know, tenfold better. So I I think you've got an interesting context or perspective on this, Austin, because I have so many conversations and I bet you you get asked similar things. Like, like Paul shot me a message the other day asking how we at pilot house use AI to create content on a regular basis. And I feel like everyone's kind of looking for a silver bullet, you know, AI solution to create content. And we're often looking through the paid, paid advertising lens. Um, and I think like the reality is AI for at least how we use it. Tell me if you think differently, Austin, it's kind of like into two different brackets. There's, um, like ideation and conceptualization of what you want to create. And then there's the actual production of content and there's different tools that kind of fill the, the voids in each of those two categories. So maybe a good, like a good place to even start is what is AI like been useful or helpful for you and what honestly does it suck at and what are its current limitations? Totally. Yeah. I think, yeah, like you said, like the biggest thing that people think about when they're, when they, when they talk about AI or when they look at AI is they get scared and they're like, AI is going to take my job. Like AI is going to do this, going to do this, going to do this. And I can't do that anymore. It's not the case. Like, especially right now, it's definitely not the case. Um, you know, there's this good quote by Seth Godin. I went to a ad world conference and he mentioned this, but you know, AI has been around for like, you know, a hundred years. We've just been defining what AI actually is and, and what it can't do yet. You know, like cameras were invented almost 200 years ago and they instantly replaced like painters and mediocre painters. Um, 
you know, professional and talented painters could never be replaced by cameras because they had, you know, quality in their craft and, and they were very good at it. You know, then when cameras became available, like in your pocket and like cell phones, uh, they replaced mediocre like wedding photographers because now anybody could take wedding photos of the bride and groom. Um, but those professional wedding photographers still get hired to this day. They still are employed and, and they don't have to worry about it. So, you know, the idea being if you weren't mediocre, business got better. And, you know, the same thing's true for copywriters, you know, creatives in the industry, marketers, anybody that's using AI to help them do their jobs better. It's like they're not going to be replaced if you're good at your job and you're always evolving and adapting to, to you know, stay on trend and utilize this technology um, to the best of your ability. So that's kind of what, you know, really led me down the path of like, you know, looking how to utilize AI in my job. And I feel like for me, it's more of a, you know, AI is here to help me do my job faster and better. Yeah, um, it's like an accelerator. Yeah, it's, it helps you accomplish things faster, more efficiently. Hundred percent, and it helps like void a technical gap often or a knowledge gap. Yeah, for sure. Like you don't like you know a lot of people have to like feel like they have to pretend to know everything you know in their role in their job, and just the reality of it is like you don't know everything, and having this tool right in front of you to just fill you in on stuff that you don't know or expand your knowledge on certain topics, it's just like is a power move for sure. And I feel like for me. AI is just that. It's not a one-stop shop. It's not like, you know, I'm going to go to mid-journey, write this prompt, get this creative, and then we're going to launch it and make like a million dollars. It's like, we're going to go to ChatGPT, get the right prompt for mid-journey. Then we're going to use that mid-journey prompt to inspire creativity in either myself or our designers. It helps, you know, like one of the big things I think it helps with is eliminating like the blank canvas effect. If you don't know what that is, it's like when you open up Photoshop, you start a new document and it's just a white piece of paper in front of you and you're like, I have no idea what to do. Like, and I feel like that's been the biggest help for me. And I know a lot of designers that I work with is just creating tasks and tickets and, and creatives that are so much more efficient and faster and, and better quality, to be honest, because you have this point of reference now. You're not just staring at a blank screen. You know exactly what kind of style you want to go for, what kind of things you want to incorporate, that sort of thing. So in your notes here, you got like what it's good for first one getting ideas down fast second thing fast turnarounds can you like i'm wondering if there's any i know you have some good examples but i'm curious if there's any actual practical examples of how you've helped like conceptualize content ideas whether that be with a client or the designer and like what tools you use to do that for sure yeah i can give you a few and then you guys can just use kind of whatever you want but so there's a client they wanted a new logo for their brand and basically we were tasked with you know coming up with what that would look like we had the idea of, you know, running through about like 50 to 100 mid-journey prompts trying to get this logo down. So we basically did like, I think it was like 25 different styles of a logo. And then we actually sent this off to the client before we ever started on any like manual labor or production on this logo just to see what they were down for. Um, and it ended up like really simplifying the process. Like before that, you know, you'd be back and forth with revisions, like so many times and so many hours spent wasted just trying to get, you know, an idea of what the client actually wanted, what they're actually looking for, the design that they really liked. And yeah, so we did that. They came back with the right design. And then we basically just recreated that, you know, obviously putting a little bit of finesse and using designer expertise on that. Um, but we ended up with a really great logo that the client loved. So that's one example. Um, the tools used for that would be ChatGPT. I mentioned how you're supposed to prompt it properly, giving it context and examples and information. Then we take that prompt, put it into mid-journey, and then we start iterating on the, you know, the mid-journey prompt and start getting different types of logos. Afterwards, the really cool thing is there's a program called Vectorizer AI, 
which you could literally put in a PNG or a JPEG of whatever image you wanted, click a button and it'll turn into a vector object. That way you have, you know, full high res, full high quality uh, logo and you don't have to spend hours like cutting it out. You know, it's, it's just super fast. You know, another example was creating, we were tasked with creating like a landing page for a client. Um, and we did the same thing. First, we use ChatGPT. Um, with the new ChatGPT, you can actually connect to Bing and have it read articles now. So you're not limited to that, I believe, like 2021, 2022 data set anymore. You can actually read like live articles. So what we do is tell it to learn mid-journey, learn how it all works again. This way you don't have to type any extra information in. You can just literally have it read an article. Um, we get that mid-journey prompt. And this time we're looking for, you know, a nice background image for this landing page that is specific to the client's requests and brand guidelines and what they're kind of envisioning. We get that, client sends us over a logo. It's like really low res, like you could see the pixels on it. It's like clearly a screenshot, toss that into Vectorizer AI, get the high quality you know, SVG instantly, upload that to the website on the homepage. You can see kind of where I'm going. It's just really it's simple. It's like and- a Frankenstein AI product. That yeah, you continually and optimize. Exactly. And it all feeds back into each other. And that's like, that's not just that project that I've done that. That's like every single time I use this for, you know, a creative application or like to send something off to a client and add creative, my own personal stuff. It's like that process. It's combining all of these tools and your own creative knowledge. Like maybe it hasn't like, you know, hasn't come across super clear, but at no point in this am I removed from the situation it's always left in my hands after, and, and it's kind of your job as the you know creator, designer, to get that product across the finish line. Um, I don't think there's ever been a time where I'm just happy with you know the AI result. What kind of image was this? Was the website header image that you created? Was it something fantastical? Was it something product based? Like what was it? People based? Did it have human hands in it? And how did that work out? Yeah. So you know, luckily this was just kind of a nature landscape. Um, with a few specific elements, but it's a great example of like what AI can't do. We were trying to add, you know, like a telephone pole with AI. We we probably did like 25, 30 different prompts trying to add just a telephone t- tower. And prompts in mid-journey? Yeah, in mid-journey, and it just wouldn't add it. So there's another good good kind of uh, quote I, I saw online. Somebody was trying to add like, or make a six-legged bear in mid-journey, and they just couldn't. For whatever reason, they just couldn't do it. And it's kind of like the idea that, you know, the AI knows the concept of a bear. And when the AI is getting its like reference points and stuff, it knows that a bear has four legs. So when you type in, I want a bear with like six or seven legs, it literally just doesn't know what that is because it's never seen it before. So that's kind of like a, a, a good point looking back to what you were saying is that AI is not a one-stop shop. Like, you know, you still have to have the skills to turn your ideas into reality kind of thing. And then how much find like, how much is being used for actual like product photography or, or backgrounds and products or, or, or things like I guess that's just regular Photoshop if you've got uh, transparent images of your product. Yeah, but How's that's it? the beauty of generative AI. It's like it's, it's yeah. on steroids now. Yeah. <laughs> Asked me that a month ago and I would have been like, yeah, spend a few hours in Photoshop and, you know, call it a day. But now with photo, Photoshop's generative AI, it's literally insane. Like I've been using it almost every day because I'm just so fired up about it. But yeah, you can just have a transparent PNG of like a shoe, for example, if you have a shoe client and just inverse the selection, type in whatever you want is. So you could type in like green rolling hills like Ireland or something like that. And it'll Photoshop the shadows, the lighting direction, the background, everything. And 
I mean, there's still a little bit of work you got to do and just to make it like look right and, and polished, but it's just crazy nowadays. It's so fast. Want to delight your customers so they keep coming back for more? Tidio, the highest rated customer experience software on Shopify, helps online businesses gain and retain customers with personalized shopping experiences. With Tidio, you can recommend products and offer discounts based on user behavior and order history without leaving the chat widget. Tidio also takes the pressure off your support team. The app enables you to manage all your communication channels in one dashboard and automate up to 47% of recurring questions using AI. Increase customer satisfaction in sales with personalized shopping experiences. Visit tidio.com DTC and get an exclusive 20% discount for D2C podcast listeners. That's tidio.com DTC. So I'm curious, like you've talked about some of the limitations. I mean, I'm sure we could go down a wormhole of limitations with generative AI. It's still in beta. One thing that you've already kind of like touched on is like, I firmly believe that at least in the foreseeable future, this is not replacing the human element of creative work. And you've already, you've kind of, kind of talked on it, but like that client management, brand management, like AI just can't, it's just not there yet. Yeah, no, for sure. That's, that's a great point. And like, obviously we're using AI, it's robots, it's not humans. It's using like data sets to learn, you know, what it knows. Um, so it's, it lacks like real human understanding and context. You know, it can like mimic human responses. I'm sure you guys have gotten copy back in ChatGPT that's like almost there, it's almost there, but it's missing something. So that's like obviously a really big limitation and kind of where you come in as as the creator to kind of like fill those gaps. It struggles with originality too, I've found. Like it's hard to get really unique stuff just because, you know, it's everyone's using the same data references and everything. So, I mean, eventually it's going to come to a point where there's nothing left, right? It's just going to be the same stuff, um, you know, just regurgitated kind of fitting towards your brand. And yeah, so I think that's a really big limitation and kind of like the biggest limitation in, in regards to every AI product out there right now is it's just all kind of like using the same kind of data points. And I think that's also like the saving grace, though, for, you know, the human creator, because it still needs our help. Like, I think in the future in terms of like speculating where the industry will go. I have no doubts that one day, like you will be able to do everything in AI and it'll be highly tailored and unique to whatever you're searching for or trying to do. But at least right now, I, I feel like that's kind of where we come in as the experts in the agency setting and marketing settings to like, A, understand the brand that we're using these AI applications for and, and just really understand like, you know, your specific goals and what the brand and your clients is actually looking for and how you can use AI like ChatGPT to kind of like help you start on that path. But ultimately it's kind of up to you to, to kind of finish it and pack it all together. I feel um, like mid journey is changing all the time. And I remember um, we, when we do, we're with our Avant post project, we use um, chat, we, a mid journey to create all the imagery for it. And there's an ever evolving list of prompts about how you, how you can sort of tell it to change parts of the image and not change other parts of the image. There's also the ability to start with a rigid, with an original image and have it wildly edited. How much are you using that function in particular where you actually like, maybe you do upload a bunch of your products and say like, okay, I want I want someone using this product uh, in the jungle or something like that. Do you go that far down the rabbit hole or do you mainly create the elements on mid journey and then bring them into Photoshop to make sure they work right? Yeah. I'm, I'm generally creating elements to bring into Photoshop just because I, again, like another limitation, I don't personally feel feel that you could add in a product and then say, I want this person holding this in a jungle, unless you started with 
a design that you already made of a person holding the product mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, I think you know when we start to get a little bit technical and, and, and nuanced like that, that's where things start to fall down or break apart a little bit. Um, but you know, another point I want to make just in regards to limitations and just like the human element in AI, um, you know, creative work requires like a deep understanding um, of like emotion and like the concept that you're trying to do and obviously just like design aesthetic. Um, I think a big gap is the idea of like an iterative design process. Humans can easily interpret like feedback and, and client requirements, but your AI cannot. And I think that's also where people can get frustrated is, you know, you're, you're typing to chat GPT and it's not giving you what you want. Um, you know, it, it's kind of up to you to kind of fill in that gap as well um, because nobody knows your client better than you. It's also, uh, I find that like design IQ is another interesting challenge in this space when you're managing content on behalf of clients and basically translating their feedback and offering feedback to your design team is a broken tele- a game of broken telephone because one, you don't want to hurt each other's feelings and two, as a non-designer, it's hard to communicate to a designer. So using ChatGPT and AI models to actually help better communicate, hey, I would like to, you know, like what's the classic, make a pop more, you know, like I, actually that means there's you need to do this thing and then do that thing or do that thing. And if you can ask ChatGPT to translate a prompt to your designer, like there's other weird applications like that that AI has been really helpful for. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and it's something I didn't even really think about because I do have that kind of like design background. But for people that, you know, aren't as well versed in like you know using the hands-on tools and whatnot like yeah literally just interpreting your feedback or revisions in through chat gpt to better speak to like a designer or an artist would be really cool another way i kind of use that um is on the page copy side of things so you know chat gpt loves to use like fancy words and stuff when you're, you're trying to write page copy and especially on like elevated brands and higher price point products um, you know they, they get really wordy so something that I've been doing is telling chat GPT after it spits me out like page copy is to reword this for like a grade six grade seven reading comprehension level and then it immediately just becomes way more accessible to you know the general population that don't understand like these crazy words and we felt like performance wise in testing it's actually performed better than you know not doing that so I busted my brother on it yesterday. He, he, I saw a post about like workplace synergies. He works at Shopify and he's doing really well, but he made this like big long post about like not getting burnt out and workplace mental health. And I just wrote, I'm like, ChatGPT wrote that, didn't he? <laughs> didn't he? He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. you could tell it's too stiff. Too and stiff. I think, I think your comment about having it explained <laughs> to you, you know, it, yeah, there's certain words like exceptionally, or there's there's all these copywriting words that it'll put in that'll stuff in all the time. Totally. And so just getting it to, to chill a little bit, I think is, uh, is important. The other, I'm always interested in ways that it can like consume content and then spit out content in the theme of that content. That's something we're always trying to figure out on the podcast and recently like fi- figuring out through Twitter that, uh, chat GPT splitter is a great way to do that. Uh, chat GPT splitter.com is a great way to like upload huge amounts of copy, uh, and, and, and allow it to kind of like train itself before you ask questions a little bit. Um, so that's another Another tip I have. Yeah, that's super interesting. I didn't know that there was like a plugin for that because I've been manually copy pasting all of our information into like each kind of chat. But with the yeah, introduction and, and this, of the like, new- this just gives you, you just go to the website, plunk in your text, and then it give, then it breaks it up for you with the right prompts for it to not do anything until it's all in there. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. It's been super handy. Yeah, no, that's super awesome. I mean, yeah, it, again, it's just like new AI products are coming out to help you use AI more efficiently. Like it's insane. Like I feel like 
half a year ago, there was nothing on the market. And all of a sudden, you know, we have AI for AI for AI kind of thing. It's wild. So are, are pretty much all your creatives at this point having have something to do with AI with them? Or is it sort of dependent on the project? Yeah, I would say it's like very dependent on a project because, you know, some clients just aren't down for like a mid-journey generated image. We have tried it on some clients, but, you know, those higher price point items like luxury brands probably aren't super down for that. Because like you said, I mean, most of the time, if you're just using a mid-journey image, like it's pretty noticeable that it's from AI. But, you know, where I think an everyday use case comes in is like concepts for your artists, concepts for your designers, um, you know, storyboarding, stuff like that, just to make your your life easier. I think ChatGPT using that for like angle creation as well. You know, something else we've been doing is literally like plugging in all of the reviews exported uh, of a brand into into ChatGPT and then getting it to sort by, you know, keywords, you know, certain things that people might be saying about the brand or shoe that you want to know so that you can put it on ads or ad copy or anything like that. Um, we've been doing that a lot lately, which has been really helpful. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it does have an application in, in everyday use, but it might just not look like what people would think it looks like. It's not like generating an image to post as an ad. It's like concepts, little bits of copy here and there, ad copy, that sort of thing, lots of iteration. As someone who I've never, I've never really, I, like I can use Canva pretty well. I've never really mastered Photoshop, but I've always had a good idea like for putting together vision boards or thinking about concepts and, and thinking about them creatively. So it's like for, for someone without those skills, it's an absolute godsend because it allows you to like visualize something and even even to give to a great designer or an illustrator that, you know, would have been on a napkin before or, or could have looked uh, absolutely terrible. So it's like it really does like democratize that ability to be creative, which is uh, what we're all about. Hundred percent, yeah, and and even like even for experienced designers, like I'm working with, you know, some of the most talented designers at the agency, and even them, they they're coming back to me and saying like, wow, like that was so much easier than if you just gave me that concept in writing. Like it saves time. It's literally saved time. I've seen tickets go from like four hours cut down to like an hour. So it definitely works. Um, Robin did that little tutorial of the generative fill a couple weeks ago that we mm-hmm. posted in uh, Simplify AI, and I that that was pretty mind blowing. You could just see uh, like that's going to be something that's used on an everyday basis when it comes to shifting Im- image dimensions or all sorts totally. of things, right? Yeah, because like you know sometimes clients will just send over assets that like aren't quite there, and the ability to just go in in like five seconds and expand that image, and then you can use it for like whatever size dimensions that you want is insane. It's been really helpful on the page side of things, creating like headers, um, you know, for mobile and desktop, just repurposing like really cool assets that you never would have been able to use before. Are you getting any data on the images that I guess it's too early to tell and some some you're using chat GPT on and others you're not like, are there any good examples of an ad that like chat GPT really enabled you guys to do that like really crushed that that might not have if you didn't have access to the AI? So like, for example, like when we were testing like mid journey images as ads, so we, you know, export the mid journey image, you know, Photoshop a little bit, add text headlines and, and whatever. They did perform like all right. But it, I mean, just given like the account state at the time, it's hard to say, you know, what the different factors were. I don't think at this point I have enough data to like, you know, genuinely tell you if, if they outperform or not. But I think you know, where, where my key area of focus isn't even necessarily on ad performance like that. It's mostly just in, in regards to just streamlining my creative process right now and actually just like getting those ads out the door kind of thing. But, you know, in the future, I would, I would love to like relate it back to the data more. 
Makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. How do, how, how do you create more with less time? How do you produce better quality content in the same amount of time? It's all about like efficiency gains. That's why I feel like the game we're playing right now. Yeah. And, and as you know, like one of our core core values is velocity. Like there's no better velocity for a client or your creative teams or yourself than using AI to like make everything more efficient. And I know like when, when AI first came out, like when ChatGPT came out, it felt like I was cheating. You know what I mean? It's just like, it doesn't seem like right, but it's like if you use it in the right ways, it's just going to make you better at your job. So I feel like people should just kind of not worry about the kind of like feeling that comes along with you know, AI assisted work environments. And so much grunt work too, like, you know, coming up with your 10 avatars for a brand based on your customer research. Like you could do that. You could easily spend a day or two days or three days doing that. But why would you when you can get it all like all printed out directly for you? The other area I see really flourishing, this is kind of unrelated to this, but like I I see it on my TikTok feed, people talking about affiliate marketing. I feel like affiliate marketing is going to have a real boon with AI. I was talking like people are just able to create simple stories, create visuals for them, create a mascot, create someone to say whatever the script they want. And then they could set up a million TikTok accounts and just like start banking on organic traffic. If you can put some content together, I see that being a huge opportunity for people individually going forward. Totally. The video side of things are getting wild fast, like really, really fast. Um, just like voice synthesizing, uh, like deep fake, like video face replacement, everything like that. It's, I feel like it's going to be a really wild next five years. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. We already see Kanye out there, clone. So <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen like uh, the AI like songs that are going around? Like people are making alt Spotify accounts and uploading like Juice World type songs where they yeah. they produce and sing the whole thing, but then they just put AI like artist song or like voices on top of it. Yeah, it's wild. wild. Well, let's have you back next time. We talk about some more video stuff. Uh, and and just check in on on how your creative process is doing. But yeah, I really think this will help uh, full stack marketers out there, anyone on the creative side. Make sure uh, if you're not one of those, make sure your design team listens to this podcast. Thanks for coming on, Austin. This was awesome. Great great debut. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much. See you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all-killer, no-filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.